Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. They hyperventilate on their yoga mat. Woo! It's Friday night. Yes, it is Friday night. You guys have big plans for the weekend? You know what? They should include going back to uh, Iron Mountain Outfitters because you know what? Spring has sprung, babies. And they are back. They are back. Spring has sprung. If you're planning a trip anywhere, you need to go there and check out uh, some maybe some warm weather clothes, which they have, by the way. You don't have to think of Carhartt and Browning and these brands as being strictly for, you know, cold weather. They've got lots of great stuff, short sleeve shirts and different hats and things for for warm weather or, or you know, it's, we're also kind of in between. So it's like if you're going to go up in the mountains, do any kind of camping or any glamping or anything like that, you're going to you're going to still need some hoodies, maybe some hats and stuff. It's transitional. Right. Um, so go check them out. 8493 University Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside. Tell them AK sent you. Uh, PJ will be there. Hook you up with anything that you need, including luggage, by the way, because if you're planning a trip somewhere, let me tell you, that Filson luggage has a lifetime guarantee and it is absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Do you have any trips planned anytime soon this year, my man? I do, actually. We're going to be, uh, I got my birthday coming up in. A little bit later on this month, going to go to the happiest place on earth. Yay. And then my one year anniversary for me and the wife, we're going to be taking an extended leave of absence at the end of the year. Ooh. Okay. And we're going to more than one destination. Ooh. You're not going to tell us where? I'll tell you where. Okay. All right. Very good. Yeah, I'm planning. I've got a trip at the end of the month. I'm going to go to uh, the Naval Academy graduation at the end of the month. I'm super excited. I've never gone to an Annapolis graduation. And um, it's going to be, you know, the 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 effort that these kids go through to make it to Annapolis, right, is just absolutely extraordinary. And so it's quite the achievement. Um, although it was really no small feat for me to get through LSU, by the way. <laughs> when you're not as smart as these kids at Annapolis, it can be just as much of a challenge. <laughs> so anyway, I'm super excited there. There's like the Blue Angels are going to do a flyover. There's a gala, a ball. I'm actually going to shop this weekend for a ball gown to wear to it. So super excited. I know you're very excited about the keynote. <sighs> Here I was in a good mood. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> then he had to remind me that Joe Biden is speaking. But you know what? It could be opportunity for some laughs. You know, we could have some yucks. As, as I would say, because I know you and I are on the same wavelength, girl, mm-hmm. it'll probably be the hardest you've ever had to not speak in your entire life. Yeah. My friend Val Gal is going to have to put some masking tape over my mouth or sew it shut, you know, so I don't start, you know, screaming. You know, really cough really loudly, saying some naughty words. <laughs> um, typically, typically, I would be thrilled, right, to be at an occasion where the president of the United States is speaking. I mean, look how far we've gone. It remi- you know what that reminds me of? Before the show, we were talking, Skins and I were talking about if, I don't even know how we got, how do we get on some of these topics that we talk about? I don't even know. I don't know how we got on the subject of time travel, um, but we were talking about it, if we could go back to a certain place in, in the country, a certain time, where would we go back? And you picked when? 
I picked the 50s. I still stand by that. I think, yeah, in every decade era has its problems. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there was a class about the day and age. Yeah. Uh, I love the way people dress. It was more. It was a simpler time. It was simpler time. And, and when people... Excuse me. That was a time when, when people did travel... They dressed to go on airplanes, right? And um, even when they went to ball games, they dressed up. Yeah, they men wore suits and ties everywhere, right? People dressed up. There was none of these Christmas morning everybody lounging around all day long in matching PJs. People dressed up for Christmas Eve and Christmas dinner, right? Um, just so, yeah, there was definitely a simpler time. Um, I don't know that that's the decade I would go back to. I do um, like your choice as well. Well, yeah, because I was thinking, uh, yeah, um, would I stand by it? I, I think that one of the things that it means a lot to me, I love some technology that we have in this country. I love the fact that in, in more modern times since the 50s, we travel has been accessible and I love to travel. You know, back in the 50s and in, in the 60s and even into the 70s, uh, most Americans couldn't afford to get on a plane. Right. Um, most Americans didn't have um, uh, what are some of the other technologies that, that I like? I like um, I like more modern times. I do. I, I, I love. I, I, so for me, I don't think and here's the tragedy. I don't think we have to go all the way back to the 50s to find a time in this country where we still have a lot of modern conveniences, a lot of great technology. We People can afford to fly, and, and there's airlines you can fly across the country for $65. Almost every American at some point can afford to travel, at least to go visit family, right? And that's something that matters to me, to be able to travel. We don't have to go back all the way to the 50s to find a time in this country in which we had, um, we, where we didn't have the foul language all over the place where we didn't have women posting pictures of themselves and taking pictures of themselves practically naked and showing it to the world where you where when you went to the beach um girls didn't girls weren't wearing thongs right when we didn't have people being famous for just being famous like the kardashians where people still you know showed respect for each other we didn't have cancel culture um, we didn't have the mutilation of children. I think just the just the nineties. I love the music of the nineties. I love the fact that I could travel. I could afford to travel in the nineties and visit my family. In the nineties, people could still afford to buy a home in San Diego while working for minimum wage. Maybe they might need to be married and combine incomes, but now you can't. You can be making six figures and not be able to afford to buy a home in San Diego. There's a lot of people I know with really good jobs, and they have to have roommates if they are living in Southern California, yeah. because they can't afford to live on their own. And that's starting to be the case across the country. So you know there, it, it, it and it's sad because it, you look at how quickly. This country has fallen off a cliff. It ha- it's just been in recent times. Well, when you do, I mean, and yeah, it goes back further, but especially just if you're talking about modern, like today, when you do a complete 180 from when we were economically booming under Trump, I mean, it's no wonder we're falling off the map. Yeah. Now, the, the decline of this country took many decades. They've been wor- they were working on it in the 50s and the 60s. Oh, to try it's to, been to the try long to, game for sure. Yeah, it's been the long game, but it's, it's not as though we have to go back decades and decades to find a time before things got this bad just the 90s and let me tell you bill clinton was president 
in the 90s. And you know what? If you really consider Bill Clinton's presidency when he said the era of big government is over and he made welfare transactional and, you know, he talked about sealing the border, you know, quite frankly, uh, he he was almost more conservative in some ways oh, I, as I a president were, I was than George W. Bush. Thing. Going through those years, I was like, not not voting for Clinton, got to vote, got to vote for Bush. But you look back on both of them. Where was the country more successful other than the you know what happened unfortunately on nine eleven? I got to give it to Clinton. Clinton was was better economically. George W. Bush bloated our government. Now nine eleven happened. I think he was the right president for the right time. I think he was the right president to to bring us together over nine eleven initially, but it went off the rails because his solution was to try to fight Islamic terror. He he went he went about it the wrong way. Um. I don't know what would have happened if Al Gore had been president, but what I what what I know about George W. Bush is that he campaigned like a conservative and governed like a liberal. He bloated he we he really jacked our debt up. He's the one that that just really burst through the ceiling and made just exponentially increasing our debt acceptable. He's the one with the greedy geezer bill. He was the one that wanted amnesty. Remember his remember his gang of eight? George W. Bush, you know, he he did he seal the border? No. He he made no attempt to seal the border. He his idea he 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 called himself a compassionate conservative when what he was was a Democrat. Well, and that's why I say looking back, even though I voted differently, uh okay, I'll admit I voted I was young, I voted I I did vote, you know, for 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 Clinton. I was kind of stupid. But uh Yes. Bush was not as good of a president <laughs> as, as Bill. No, he really wasn't. We're going to take a break. We come back. Hmm. What do you guys think? Do you think George Do you think George W. Bush was a better president than Bill Clinton? If so, why? I actually think we might have been better off as a nation if Al Gore had won instead of Bush. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Speaking of a reality check, feel free to email me at andreakshow.com. By the way, we have a 24-hour hotline number 844-814-5227. That's available to you to call me at any time of day, and we also have our podcast. So if you miss any part of the show, feel free to uh, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. So um, new polling numbers out. And let me let me give that a caveat. I'm not I like to report on the poll numbers, to, to, but I don't I don't trust the polls any more than I trust our elections as being free and fair. But here I but I, I want to report it because this is what is is being reported out there. Um and particularly because it's become such a battle between DeSantis people and Trump, even though DeSantis hasn't officially thrown his hat in the ring. The Florida legislation legislatures have finished their session. And so I expect Ron DeSantis to declare his his uh, campaign any time now. Um, the argument from the DeSantis people has been that Trump is that Trump can win the nomination, but he can't win the general election. I don't know that I agree with that. And here's a poll uh, that's uh, from. Um, being reported by Breitbart. I'm not sure who conducted the poll. It was a morning consult survey. And that uh, Republicans view former President Trump more favorably than they do 
Ron DeSantis, which is actually really interesting. 79% of potential GOP primary voters view Trump favorably compared to 20% who have an unfavorable view. And I don't think that deposition clip is going to hurt him at all with Trump's supporters. Um, DeSantis comes in second place in terms of favorability. 73% of a favorable, favorable view of the governor, 13% of an unfavorable view. Uh, 6% say they've never heard of him. Uh, 58% of potential GOP voters uh, view Mike Pence favorably, but 30% of an unfavorable view. Um, it's, it's shocking to me that uh, Liz Cheney has uh, uh, only uh, her unfavorables, 52% of Republicans view her unfavorably. I'm surprised that there's 48% of Republicans that view her favorably. You're missing our Friday fun day stat. I wrote in a very important detail on that sheet there for you. Well, I don't see it. Uh, oh. The part with my, uh, the Mike Pence's I'm fly. not on that page yet. <laughs> uh, it says Mike Pence's fly actually scored 1% higher than Mike Pence in, in the polling number. Yeah, here's the 20. Uh, Trump has a 35-point lead over DeSantis. Um, Trump is at 57%. DeSantis, 22. Pence, 6. Haley, 3%. Cheney, 3%. Scott, 2%. I mean, if you're behind Dick, if you're behind Cheney, what, you need to just get out of the just race. Get out. I mean, Asa Hutchinson, 1%. I mean, Mike Pence at 6% is humiliating. It's, that's humiliating for Mike Pence. Because he's supposed to be, as he goes around puffing his chest out, you know, acting like he's, you know, the arbiter of all things Christian. Um, and he's the, you know, he's the voice of whatever, you know, the anti-Trump. Um, you know, you, you know, if, if everybody viewed him the way he thinks they do, he would be far uh, above Trump right now. And he's going to be hearing about that fly for the rest of his life. Of course. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the fly. <laughs> I can still remember it just landed yeah. on his head. He just kept speaking. The fly didn't go anywhere. Well, the fly was probably glued. I mean, how much hairspray did he have in his ha- hair? I mean, people talk about Gavin Newsom being like Mr. Gel hair. Let's talk about Mike Pence's hair. Um, let's have a little fun. You know what? Let's take a break for just a moment from 2024. And because you know who I find actually more amusing and I'm more interested in hearing from is Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm more interested in hearing from her than Mike Pence. Because oh, at least, this is a dandy of a clip. At least she's good for a laugh. Let's play clip one. And, you know, when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. <laughs> but we'll go with whatever you like. Small business owner entrepreneurs. What? <laughs> and, you know, when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. <laughs> but we'll go it's with just, whatever you like. Just, she's a cringe factory. <laughs> not only can I not believe she's vice president, I can't believe she's ever held elected yeah. office. Yeah. She was actually, wasn't she like the state attorney general here in California? Is uh-huh. that not hard to believe? Right? Where where did she get her law degree? Did she go to Murray's House of Learning? I mean, how in the world? She can't even get a fly to land on her hair. That's how that's how cringe she is. She can't even get flies. Flies don't even want to land on her. 
I talk to small business owners and they, they self-identify as entrepreneurs. Well, and, duh. <laughs> it's so bad. Are we not the laughing And zone? that is why Joe is still in office. Yeah, totally. They don't know what to do. Yeah. They, they, they feel stuck. Meanwhile, Dr. Jill is the one going over to the coronation tomorrow. Dr. Jill. They had to invite they had to invite the Bidens, right? I guess, uh, but why wouldn't Joe go? Why wouldn't he go over there? He's napping. You would think he would because you know he loves well, the limelight. Long, you know, you. But seriously, why don't you think? He, why don't you think he's going? That's a very good point. Probably because you know it could be because is Trump still over there? He was thinking he was. I don't he, know. He was Maybe. just golfing over in Scotland or something. Anybody know eight 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 three four four eleven seventy? He was golfing over there and made mention of it. I think he was invited. I'm not sure. He might have just been mocking the Bidens. I don't know. But wouldn't that be great? Be great. It would be awesome if Trump was invited and Biden was not. Or if, or even if Biden wasn't, because what it could be is it could be Trump was invited and the Bidens were invited and Biden didn't want to go if Trump was there because Trump would get, uh, you know, he would get the praise. That's the point. I mean, because wasn't Trump tight with Queen Elizabeth? She yes. loved Trump. Yes. She loved Trump. And you know what? Charles doesn't like Trump. But the thing is, is that he knows that he knows that nobody likes him. Right. So he's got to find nobody, a way to get people to like right. him. Nobody around the world likes this man. There's nobody who's going to be tuning in tomorrow. I was telling for you before him. the show, Queen Elizabeth, say what you want about the family. Some people have their theories, whatever, uh, was one of the most revered uh, royalty figures in Britain, Britain's history. And nobody likes this man. Right. There was only one period where I think that she fell out of favor. And it was during the there was a, a, there was some during some economic times in recent years. They were the British people are like, what are we doing with this nonsense with these people and paying all this? I think it might have been when Windsor Castle burned down. Um, but it was it was during the time when Diana died. And um, I get why. They didn't come back to London initially because the the sons, you know, it was it was a lot for them to have to come back and see the public. Um, but she needed to issue a statement. She the sons didn't have to go back. Pr- Prince William and Harry didn't have to go to London, but she needed to go back to London and do a statement from Buckingham Palace, and she didn't. And then she did issue a statement. I, I think that there was always resentment in the family that Diana. Uh, her star was bigger than they were. She was bigger than the family, and I think they resented her for that. Um, I did watch her funeral. I felt like um, I, what, what I, when I learned about her and all the the people that she corresponded with and handwritten notes her whole life, and the she literally would go and hug on AIDS patients when nobody knew how you got it, and she risked her life when she went and where wore shields and walked around where there were landmines. I mean, this was she she was a, she contributed. She did not. She could have been like the Kardashians as a royal family member, particularly but in a very positive way. But yeah, but after the divorce, she. Could could have just gone off and, and and instead she used her time as a royal family member to act not she wasn't like Meghan markle she used her time you know to try to help other people and to try to instill that in her kids and so i thought it was tragic uh, when she passed away and i thought her funeral service um was absolutely moving um particularly her brother's speech i don't know if you guys remember that um i might tune in tomorrow uh, you know to to check out the pageantry and also because now that i think about it 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 is historical this is a um a global historical moment the 
uh, installation of a new monarch. And it might be the last time we have a monarch. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, I think things are changing over there. I think, I think if Charles wasn't so self-centered, he would have had it. He would, he just would have abdicated or had it go to go to Prince William is what I think oh, he I should agree. have done. And because I think that it's it's teetering, and as years go by, the with the with the world as it's changing, the monarchy is is. There was certainly- a report on one of the networks we have up, up on the TV right before the show, and they said, yeah, it's in long term decline. It's in long term decline, and if they really wanted to keep it relevant this is how selfish charles is um and how he treated diana and camilla no nobody wants to see them there tomorrow they they would rather see prince william and kate is hey, really who speaking should speaking of trump uh where he is at at the moment yasmin actually has some info for us she's on the phone oh yes okay hey yes what you got for us girl how are you my dear good ak how about you you're looking good my dear oh thank you um, so Trump is cutting his trip short to come home because of the uh, rape trial. It said he oh. probably, in quotations, will be at the court in New York. Okay. Mm, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. Thank you for telling me that. Wouldn't you love to see him over at the coronation, though, and you know, see, see I, the love that they have for him over there? I think he would be there if it wasn't for all this stuff going on. Yeah. And this just what he has been through. Yes. Can you even imagine? I mean, we think as as people, we go through tough times. I cannot imagine being the target of our court system and our Department of Justice coming, you know, even with all of his resources. I can't imagine being under that kind of pressure. Can you? No, not at all. And my heart goes out to him and I just pray for him all the time. Yeah. And 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 you know, I do give credit to his secret service because my understanding is they stick to him like glue mm. and they are a power team. Wow. Because otherwise, you know, the risk. Yeah. I just fear for him. I do too. Um, but he's yeah, still willing so, to go out in public. He's still willing to talk to people. I've got friends of mine down in West Palm Beach who um, see him all the time at Mar-a-Lago. And he's, you know, and he's, he truly is a man of the people, you know, and he just wants to see people and talk to people. And, and every time he does that, he's putting himself at risk because they're not joking when they do plays or movies and rap videos uh, showing images of him being assassinated. They would love to see Trump. Right taken out and that's why they're they, they, they right. that hasn't happened so far so now they're doing the next best thing which is just to abuse him through the courts right. and so we need to all keep praying for him yes thank you for calling in we love you i think we lost it yes all right we lost Yaz. we're gonna take a little break we got more on the other side if you want to call in 888-344-1170 stay tuned you're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Oh, here's a headline. <laughs> I was just checking to see if there was any breaking news that was happening during the show. And I see this headline, clown car. <laughs> President Joe Biden and VP Kamala Harris Roasted for going to lunch car selfie. The cringe hurts. That's the headline. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, trying to, I guess they were trying to act like, you know, there are a couple of, uh, you know, 
just a couple of real buds, you know, going out to lunch on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> uh, Biden tweeted from his president, get in, folks. We're going to lunch. Lunch with my favorite coworker." <laughs> Oh, my gosh. This is so sad. Absolutely. My worst nightmare, podcaster Graham Allen wrote. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to get in the car and go anywhere with these people. Somebody wrote... to find us. Mm-hmm. And all of it's an embodiment of so many of you here today. Leaders in civil rights like Karen Nagasaki and, uh, ah. and Karen uh, Korematsu. Where, where, are you? where are the Karens? <laughs> So much cringe. Somebody wrote here, Mr. Environment taking a full 30-car motorcade to Subway. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Just I, so I, terrible. And there's been presidents I didn't like, Andrea. I can honestly say I have never felt like America's been a laughingstock until oh this presidency. Somebody wrote, going to lunch and out to lunch are two very different. <laughs> very different. Very true. And so Arthur Jim Hansen wrote, you both are out to lunch. Hashtag evergreen. (laughs) They asked for it. I mean, you can't put that out there and not realize it's low hanging fruit and that the jokes just write themselves over that. I mean, it's too hilarious. Oh, my gosh. You know, what's not funny, though, is this article you found that the IRS has spent 10 million dollars. This is creepy. This is scary. This is scary. And this isn't something that just started either. No, $10 million on guns, ammo, and, quote, military-style equipment since 2020. You're not allowed to have any military-style equipment skins. Wait, but, wait, let me think about this. IRS finances, but they need guns and ammo. Yeah, and military-style equipment. So they're going to show up at my door with an, with an AK-47? Open the books, which is, we can need to get... Gosh, I a, love them. Yeah, we need to get Adam back on. Adam Andrzejewski. We need to get him we'll back get him on. on next week. PDQ. Open the books. Here's what he has found. 2.3 million on duty uh, ammunition. 1.2 million on ballistic shields. That's like for SWAT team kind of stuff. Plus another 1.3 million on various other gear for criminal investigators, investigation agents. Okay. That's pretty clear, right? Four hundred seventy-four grand on Smith and Wesson rifles, four hundred sixty-seven k on duty tactical tactical lighting, four hundred sixty-three k on Beretta, thirteen oh one tactical shotguns. Wow, shotguns, man! Three hundred fifty-four k on tactical gear bags, two hundred sixty-seven k on ballistic helmets, two hundred forty-three k on body armor vest. Like, where are all these SWAT teams going to be going from the IRS? Now, it's one thing to have like treasury agents like the old days, right? Which was like the untouchables, Elliot Ness. Yep. That's different. But, you know, IRS agents, they also purchased 3,000 units of optics compatible tactical holsters for weapons with optical sights and weapons lighting systems. I'm just going to say it, AK. It's like they're arming themselves for war. For war. Yeah. So when you think about the Second Amendment and somebody tells you that our founders... envisioned that we would need guns to protect ourselves against an overreaching go- uh, government this is an example of what because they were they were forward thinkers 
And they, and one of the things that they said was, what, what kind of government was it Thomas Jefferson who said, uh, a republic if you can keep it? The Second Amendment was designed for us to be able to defend ourselves against our government. Our government is preparing to come at us. That's just the truth. It's not hyperbolic. This is not hyperbolic. This is truth. This is facts. There's no other reason for IRS agents to be having SWAT gear if they weren't planning to break into homes. And you have to think about in that, that in the context of the fact that right now our banking system is being nationalized. They want to go to a national digital currency. And in order to do that, they're, one of the things they're going to have to do is start coming for any, any um, materials we might have to trade. Well, on the, on the digital currency, too, I mentioned yesterday, for me, it all lines up because what better way to have this all come together than to get rid of the small regional banks that don't want to have yeah. anything to do or little to do with all of this digital currency. Then you just got the major ones left that have already tested it. Well, the major ones that are already in bed with the, with the federal government. Um, because you, you think about the federal government working with Chase to buy First Republic this week. Um, so, you know, first they got to nationalize the banks, then they got to take us to this digital currency situation. And the IRS is, first of all, and they're also going to be beefing up our, our taxes. The reason why they wanted 87,000 new IRS agents is because they're going to be amping up audits. You can't, you're, think about the little small business owner that Kamala was cackling about, hairdressers and nail salon owners that might make a, you're not even going to be able to Venmo a kid 50 bucks for doing some little chore for you anymore, right? Um, without being taxed for it. And, and also by getting us digital, they're going to know every transaction. So what's going to happen if, say, you still have some cash in your home and you're thinking you might want to go and use that to barter or to trade with, right? Because, you know, the barter economy will be back in force if things go digital. I mean, I'm wondering what they're going to say it out loud, Andrea, but who's to say they don't say, okay, you know what? Your, your hard currency is no longer good. You can't use it. Well, you couldn't use it in a store or in a retail, but you could use it with other people. Yeah. If somebody's yeah. farming in their backyard or somebody's, you know, you, or, or it, it, it would be an underground economy. That's why there's a possibility they might try to come to your door and, 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 and take it if you've, got to, if you've got any cash, right? Because they want to prevent an underground economy. Because you think about it, you could go into a restaurant or a business and they might say, yeah, um, in an underground economy, I'll take your cash. So these are things we got to be thinking about. There's a reason why they're buying up all the farmland. They're not doing it for no reason. Right. And that's why they're buying up all the farmland. It's all connected. It's all connected. They don't want you to be able to barter. They don't want you to be able to, they want to control all the goods and services. That's one reason why during COVID, you couldn't go into a mom and pop shop, but you could go into Walmart. And we need to talk more about, in the coming weeks, these 15-minute cities. That is their eventual endgame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, our endgame for this segment is that we're going to take a break. And then we come back. Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Come on back with us. Do you have a Hero of the Week or a Stink? 888-344-1170. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show time for some here of the week and stink of the week nominations um who do you got for a hero uh you know what i'm gonna give it um to and again people don't take me out of context i'm probably not going to give my vote to robert f kennedy jr but the fact that he threw his name into the ring that he's running for president 
that he's saying, you know what, enough's enough, and he's trying to give a, a legitimate alternative for Democratic voters, God bless him. Well, yeah, he's actually a nominee for me. Here's here's the latest from him. He's already blasted the deep state. He's blasted the shots. He's blasted the, the lockdowns. Um, he's um, now the latest from him is that he has blasted the open borders. He says it's not anti-immigrant to oppose illegal immigration. This man is farther to the right than most of the Republican Party. And that's why nobody in the media and the legacy media is giving him any play. They when they when they give sit him down for an interview, they edit out anything that doesn't further their narrative. We don't have a free press anymore. And I think the Republican Party should stop bagging this man. I ultimately I would like to see a Trump DeSantis ticket. But if not, I don't have any problem. I would much rather you think about RFK Jr. versus Mike Pence. But also think of the message that would send if he was Trump's VP. Well, one of the things it would do is it would send a message to to some Democrats and independents that we could reach that the fact that there is absolutely it would take so much air out of and and by the way if vp so many conservatives talk out of both sides of the mouth on the one hand it's like oh, there's no way rfk junior could be vice president uh, because i don't like his position on guns or whatever then these same people will say no desantis shouldn't be vice president it's nothing but a ceremonial position they don't get to do anything but attend funerals well which is it if it's just a ceremonial position and they're not really going to be affecting policy, then why would you have a problem with RFK Jr.? Exactly. Because what it would do as the VP on the ticket is the me- – think of the message it would send to some of the reasonable w- of people that could be reached in the Democrats and the independents who are being told by Democrats that all Republicans are racist, that to, sh- to seize the to seal the border is racist when you've got a Democrat on the ticket talking about how – it's not anti-immigrant to want legal immigration only and to not have people come into this country illegally. To have a Democrat come on here and say those lockdowns were wrong and we shouldn't be forcing anybody. You, should, you have the right to say no to injections, right? What's so crazy about that? How is that racist? Yeah, and, and by the way, about it at all. And by the way, he's a Kennedy and he can talk about the fact that he is he, – he, the legacy – you can't deny his creds in terms of who he is as an individual and the family that he came from. And he can speak to the fact that he represents what the Democrat Party used to be, which is now, I mean, JFK, JFK would be considered a far right kook, right? So um, he's a hero nominee for me because he's willing. He knew when he threw his hat in the ring that he would be treated like this. He knows that that he that uh, he's being called a kook and and you know that he's got the slings and arrows. And that's what show you he shows you he genuinely cares about this country. Yeah, because you know what? It also says something. He knew that if he with his name and everybody knowing who uh, the, the what comes with that the name recognition that if he went left he'd easily get the nomination and take it away in 2024 but that's not what it's about for him it's not what it's about for him so he's authentic and that's something i appreciate because i'm sick and dang tired of republicans running for office pretending that they're everything that he says he is and they're really not i believe him i believe him so he's a nominee for Hero of the Week. My um, my other runner-up is the Marine. No, no. Yes, my uh, my other nominee is the Marine who stepped up on the subway 
and stopped a man who'd been he had ar- enough. He had had enough and stopped a man who had been arrested forty two times, uh, twice arrested for punching senior citizens and cracking a senior citizen woman's head open and dragging a seven year old down the street. Uh, the man that the left is trying to do a new uh, turn into the next George Floyd. They got all this video of him as a Michael. Oh, he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. I don't care that he impersonated Michael Jackson one day. He cold cocked a sixty something year old white woman and cracked her head open. He assaulted another senior citizen man on the subway. He dragged a seven, dragged a seven year old down the street. He has been a menace. Where's the line? He has been a menace. So that Marine is a nominee for Hero of the Week. And now we've got another one who's a nominee, who, but from a different standpoint. And it's a feel-good story. And he's a kid out of New Orleans. His name is Dennis Malik Barnes. And he earned scholarship offers from more than 150 schools. And not because he's black, although he is. He had a 4.98 GPA. His focus was um, academics. When he was asked questions about how he's also quite handsome, by the way, that never hurts, in my opinion. Just being cheeky. But I do like a good looking man. Anyway, um, he when asked about how he, you know, was such a superstar, he said time management. He put his focus on the academics. This is a story. Everybody should be talking about this kid. He should be already going around. They should be taking him to every high school. That's what America stands for. Right. He got college acceptances from everywhere from Louisiana Tech and to all the big to all the big Ivy Leagues. Um, he said breaking a record, uh, he's received the most scholarships of, of, from, of, uh, than any student ever had. Breaking a record wasn't necessarily a goal or something I set out to do. He said, I am just a college bound student seeking somewhere where I'm comfortable that has a great program in my major and that's going to compensate me financially. He ended up choosing Cornell, which was interesting to me because usually you would think that he would go to someplace else and he, he's going to be studying, uh, computers and, and high tech stuff. I don't know much about Cornell other than and another friend of mine from New Orleans went there and I tease him about their fight song, which is Give My Regards to Broadway. <laughs> anyway, um, his mom said he's an individual who's very conscientious about timelines as it relates to his career pathway. He's a goal setter and very organized. Doesn't this go to show you that you can you can be a black kid out of New Orleans and, achieve, and, and, and go to college, be paid to go to college and have a future? And he says, and this is one of the best parts of the whole story skins he says i express my great gratitude for the support system both in high school at home and professors at the collegiate level um oh wait 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 i'm missing the quote that i wanted so much where did it go oh shoot before i run out of time he was giving all the credit where was it um to God. Oh, I give all the glory to God because he played a huge role in everything that I'm doing today and all of my success. I thank him for allowing me to get through even when I didn't want to. Days may be hard. I may be tired. I may be having a bad week, but he always lifted me up to be able to move forward. Wow. $10 million in scholarship offers accepted to 188 different universities across the U.S., we need more of this kind of young man. Amen to that. A young man. That's who, a real man. Isn't this a real man? 
but you, we're not hearing about him across the country today because he's not embraced transing. His message isn't, um, I don't know what is, I'm assuming he was valedictorian. He may not have been. I don't even know where he went to school in New Orleans. Um, oh, he's just 16, by the way. Um, shoot, I should have looked up where he went to school. I'm really curious. If he went to, he probably went to St. Augustine. He probably went to St. Aug. With about a minute left, you got a stink? Because I got a stink. Oh, gosh, my stink of the week. For me, it's got to be Fox News. And you know what? I mean, they're going to get their comeuppance, but that was, I don't like the way this went down. Um, I think my stink has to be, it's media related. They're my runner up for stink of the week. But my number one stink is the media trying to canonize and trying to act as though this um, dude who died under the, the chokehold who had been arrested 42 times and was a menace to try to turn him into a hero for, for politics. You know who's a hero? This young man out of New Orleans that got accepted into 180 oh, universities. We need more of that. We not more of holding out as heroes. Now that now that the Jordan Neely who died in New York had a troubled past and and had all kinds of mental issues and stuff, but that is does not justify uh, New York City and the DA's office letting him roam the streets and be a menace and to try to turn him into a hero. If you want to make the argument to be, look, we get that he was a menace. But you still don't take the law into your own hands. Make that argument, but don't try to turn somebody like that into a hero, which is what they did to George Floyd, right? Um, So my ultimate hero of the week is this high school senior out of New Orleans, a true hero in my mind, and who no doubt has a brilliant future. You keep it up. You keep it up, young man. And you guys have a great weekend out there. We love you all, and we will see you right back here Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. (laughs) 